But it's like, it's not that I felt like I was invincible. It's just like, I never anticipated that like I would wake up and my elbow randomly hurts, you know, just like the, the floodgates start to open and adulthood starts to creep in. There is a point where like the door opens and you're just like, oh, it's cold outside. Everything is waiting. Like I've just been stuck in my house, but all of these things are still waiting for me in adulthood, whether I'm ready for them or not. But at some point you just have to leave the house, you know? Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. We hope y'all are having a wonderful winter so far. If you are familiar with the South and snow, we just had our ice mageddon, our first one of 2022, which means that Raleigh got a sheet of ice instead of snow, which was very disappointing for those of us that were hoping for snow, which makes me sad. But hey, maybe next weekend because it's also supposed to snow next weekend. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, so y'all can hear our guest in the background for today's episode. But we, before I fully introduce Jordan, I want to remind everybody to please follow us on social media. Give us a like, give us a comment, share. We'd love to hear from our listeners. And thank you so much for those of you that have stuck around over the last year. On today's episode, I would love to introduce y'all to a friend and fellow podcaster, Jordan Scott Huggins. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes. If anyone on this podcast, or, I'm sorry, anyone who listens to this podcast also listens to Bobber Flop, which we've talked about before with co-host Spencer, who was on this podcast a couple seasons ago. This is his co-host, Jordan. Hello. So we get to hear the other end of Bobber <laughs> Flop. Um, it's actually really funny talking about meta things and just like intertwining when jordan got to our house today to record this podcast josh was wearing his bopper flop shirt yeah i was like that was cool i it was it wasn't even intentional yeah serendipitous yes well it's funny i think unconsciously we like knew you were coming yes so we had the stuff but didn't think about it you're drawn to yeah yeah and i was telling you guys that i almost put on my bopper flop shirt to wear over here just because i'm in like a long sleeve tee mood recently And uh, I just thought it would be too much. (laughs) It was too much. Jordan was consciously not going to wear his shirt today, but it would have been very funny if you had. So here's a little bit about Jordan. Jordan is a comic, writer, podcaster, and a show producer here in Raleigh, North Carolina. As a comic, he's featured in a handful of national festivals, including Crom Comedy Festival, Beast Village Comedy Festival, and Cape Fear Comedy Festival. He's written a number of shows. I'm sorry, he didn't write the shows. That would have been really cool if he did. It would have been. He's written four number of shows, including The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Love and Hip Hop, Atlanta, and Younger. He co-produces his monthly show in Raleigh called Neptune's Comedy and Bopper Flop Podcast. Podcast, a Billboard Hot 100 music centric podcast. Welcome, Jordan. Thank you. Yeah, yes. you, I, you. I feel like in another life you were meant to be an NPR host. Yeah, yeah. You have a great NPR voice. Thank you. Yes, I it's work really soothing. hard. I also talk for a living. Oh, that's true. Yeah, All yeah, day. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's very nice. Uh, funny that you say that. You tell me your thoughts on this. We have a friend who also would love to record audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I would love to record an audiobook. Oh, God. I would love to do audiobooks. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. I feel like audiobooks are very slept on. I love audiobooks. I'm obsessed. And I see, I don't know, you, you, I see the Harry Potter books. I don't know if you've ever listened to the audiobooks, the Stephen Fry ones. No, oh. I do the other guy, Jim Dale. Jim Dale's good. Um, I've listened to all of them. Stephen Fry, I'm just a huge fan of Stephen okay, Fry. Okay, I need to so. where that's not on um, Audible. Audible is Jim Dale. Okay, I don't even know. Maybe now Spotify. I, find I don't okay, know. Okay, yeah. I gotta find him. YouTube. YouTube. I'll yeah. YouTube him. Uh, yes, I agree. The audiobooks are slept on. But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I would not do an audiobook with characters because I don't know that I could pull the characters yeah, I get off. It, yeah, I'd have to do what you just so graciously complimented me on, which is just read 
like facts. Just read, yeah. I would just have to read interviews and facts, I yeah. think. Yeah. Where I wouldn't have to pretend to be somebody else. Like a fiction. Are you in the hardcover honeys? Yeah. Any of your any of your guys' books maybe you could read? Yeah. Well, there's not this last one. There's a ton of characters. I did listen to that uh, one on audiobook and it's too Slada. much. Yes. She's yeah. fantastic. Those books are insane. Yes. Um, but I could do like I'm reading for another I'm in three book clubs. Are you really? Yes. Wow. So I finished the first two and I'm finishing this last one, which we're reading is The Body is Not an Apology by mm, Sonia mm-hmm. Renee Taylor. So it's a radical self-love book and that is just her reading the book. So I could do something where it's just one author, like self-help just a books. single point of view. Or yeah. like nonfiction memoirs. I could do that kind of stuff. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No characters. No characters. <laughs> I don't. Can you imagine me trying to do accents? I don't think it would go trying well. Trying to do, I don't know, one of those Scottish Hello. students from Harry Potter. <laughs> That's what those are hard. Yes. Those are real hard. Yeah. Uh, So Jordan and I have known each other for probably less, maybe a year. When did you, Melissa, get here? We got here in July of 2021. No. Is that right? That's wrong. That's last year. That was last year. July of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So we're a year and a half in. Yeah. I think. Yeah. We got here in July. And actually, I think we got here in March or April and then moved into our house in July. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember you all coming around in the summer. So I knew you in 2020. Like not It was this July 2020. Summer. I apologize. Because it was a weird story of like, because we were obviously living in New York and then we were, we're from Charlotte, I guess. We're kind of from all over, but mm-hmm. we, Melissa and I met in Charlotte and uh, you and I met through Tori and Steven. I think you were living with Tori and Steven at the time. Yes. And then Tori and Steven were just really good friends with Spencer and Lindy. And, yep. then, and then you guys all accepted Melissa and I. But the timeline's muddled in my head because we were living in New York. We came back in March of 2019. March of 2020. Is that when? COVID hit. COVID hit in January, February. Yes. So March 16th is the last weekend we had freedom of 2020. Okay. I'm glad you said that. We were in Charlotte for a party weekend with our friends, revisiting old friends, family, all that stuff that weekend. And then March 16th, the governor of uh, New York shut the state down and and we never went back to (gasps) New York. So we were in Charlotte. We didn't fly back. Um, we missed our flight on Sunday, went to stay with her family in Greensboro for a month, uh, and then, uh, left. And then luckily her grandfather owns a place that was empty in Wilmington, stayed there for two months. That's right. And then that puts us in Raleigh in July of yep. 2020. So what yeah. a disruption to your life. I, it was kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, cause you literally couldn't go back to New York unless you lived there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and we had the, uh, ironically, we did have our apartment and we had to go back in June because our lease ended. Um, but we, yeah, definitely didn't get our like farewell tour that we'd like, would have liked, you know, we did go back for a week to like pack up at the end of our lease and just saw everybody just as willy much as nilly. you could. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause in the summer it was a little bit better. It was. Like it wasn't as yeah. scary. Yeah. And New York was wild yeah. in the summer of 2020. But didn't it change dramatically? It did. Everything was closed. You couldn't go inside anywhere. Everybody was serving everything on, just on the sidewalk. <laughs> they, they temporarily lifted the ban on like alcohol in public. So people were just going to like McCarran Park or to all of these parks. They were just, were filled with people all summer just getting hammered. I they were, were they so the drunk. Little, like, they looked like hula hoop circles yes. drawn yeah. out for yeah, people yeah. in parks. Every Yeah, it was 
wild. And so we went, when we went back for that week in June, it was just like in our neighborhood, we lived in Astoria, we just walking around, people are selling like alcoholic slushy drinks and you just basically walk up to the window, they give it to you. And so people were walking around with beers. It was just, it's it was like a wild. giant free for all. Yeah. And you're like, and now we're leaving. Yes. Yeah. It, it was like kind of bittersweet, but like the city's not like that no. anymore. It's like that was a blip on the radar of like a, a pretty dark and terrible two years yes. recently in New York. So. Right. It was just the tiny highlight that New York could offer yeah. during such a dismal time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like we're not disregarding the bodies that were being pulled out of yeah. hospitals and stuff, <laughs> yeah, right? No, like you just yeah. got to see though, what an amazing experience that you get to, again, hate to say this, right? But now this is a period in history that our children's children will learn about. Yeah, and you get yeah. to say, yeah, I went to New York. I lived in New York during when all this started. Yeah, like, right, yeah. I, it, it, and and it does seem like a whole other life just to be like, because we were there for like five years, but like to have that be the the like kind of book into it was, yeah. it was wild, yeah. Yeah, what a way to transition to North Carolina. I know. Back yeah. to North Carolina, Back to North right? Carolina, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. I took over your intro. Oh no, you're okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you yeah, you basically that's basically it. My intro is it. That's everything about me. No. Um <laughs> Uh, I have three uh, three shows that I do, and I'm married, and that's my life. That's it, and I'm married. And I own a home. Um, it's always funny to me because I did like I wrote for some of that stuff. But the funniest one to me is that I did I wrote some stuff for Love and Hip Hop, which yeah. is like <laughs> like nobody ever. If someone met you on the street, would they have guessed that? Hundred percent, no, no way. Yeah, I look like I've written you know for vice moreover you know like i am so such a hipster pos but um yeah i do comedy i do stand up comedy i've been doing it for uh nine eight or nine years wow. maybe spencer spencer and i've been doing he's been doing a little bit longer than me and it's a funny story because the whole reason i started was because he started and i thought i could be funnier than him it's like a little internal competition between it the is two of you. yeah just this brotherly like comp like Definitely a brotherly competition type thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of from all over North Carolina, and I don't know, we're just trying to figure out Raleigh, I guess, yeah. this next stage of life. We just bought a house, and by we, I mean my wife and I, yep. we got married. It was a big year for us. This it was a huge year. year. Yeah, you got yeah. a kitty cat? You got a cat, yeah. We had a cat in uh, in New York, and uh, it was... Uh, it was quite traumatic because we had to put her down eventually she was oh we gosh. we adopted like a an older cat from a co-worker oh, of that's mine. so sweet and uh it was so it's weird how there's like chapters in life and then we were living in manhattan at the time we had it was the apartment we lived on the longest in new york it was on th it was 311 east 60th street y'all go find it tag uh, us yeah and uh <laughs> this tiny probably 400 square foot studio and we have this cat, Baby Kitty. Baby Kitty. And that's funny. Her. We call ours Big Kitty. Big Kitty, yeah. That and that's a big old kitty, but that was a cute <laughs> kitty. Um, and we had her, we we got her when she was 11. And then like the weekend that we moved out in, from that Manhattan apartment into our Queens apartment, we had to put her down. So we put her oh. down on like Saturday and our friends helped us move out on Sunday. So I was just like, so it was just a weird kind of thing because life doesn't stop when you yeah, have to do that yeah, stuff yeah, right you're like yeah. i need a minute to acknowledge what i just did yes but i can't yeah and you can't gotta you move. gotta move on you have to like 
kind of I don't know, not, not commercialized, but you have to like compartmentalize your yes. your grief sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Or or any emotion, whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. But as you know, if y'all are listeners of this podcast, we talk about that quite a bit about how life doesn't stop for grief yeah. when we need it to. Yes. Of any kind. Moving grief, changing jobs. Yeah. Like you just said, you didn't get your farewell tour in New York, a place <laughs> yeah. that you loved so much, but you literally had to pack up your shit, cram seeing as many people safely as possible and get out. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But also, um, I think it's a good lesson and reminder and like just humility, especially for a city like New York. Like that's kind of the thing about New York is like New York doesn't give a shit about you, you know? And, uh, and also it's like, it could be very selfish or self-centered of me to be like, I deserve a farewell tour or we deserve mm-hmm. a farewell tour. It's like, no, but I d- I at least want the chance to just say bye to my friends, yes, you know? And if nothing so, else, yeah, right? Yeah. That's all you could have asked for. But, but it's also like, you know, it's, it's a drop in the bucket of life's like, it, so what we didn't get to go out on, like right you're like that's giant, the least of anybody's yeah, worries right, right? Like, especially right now i didn't go on a yacht before <laughs> no, i left I know, to New York. I know. yeah yeah <laughs> hey two things can be true at the same time right that's two, true two yeah, different yeah, feelings yeah jordan talk to me about so i think this is actually a great segue because you and i were just talking pre this podcast about how different your life has become mm-hmm. between starting comedy living in new york what did you call yourself like a dumb idiot Right. Yeah. When you were young, and then now being in our thirties, married with a house. It was your question about when, when there was a time in your life that you've been most likely to answer honestly with, "I've been better," and it really like I spent like ten minutes and like it was in the it, Melissa and I share an office, a home office. Um, she goes in some days, and some days she works from home. And I was like, "Hey, I'm in our backs, kind of are too like we're like." at an L and, and I just like look over my shoulder. I'm like, I'm filling out, uh, their, uh, the, I've been better podcast thing in the questions. And I was reading through the questions to her and then, then they're kind of silence and she turned back to work. And then I fell into like this hole in my mind, not in a, a good thing or a bad thing, but I was just like this train of thought that I got mm-hmm. lost in. And I was like, you know, I'd actually be more likely to answer that question like that now. So I would be more apt to say right now in my life, oh, I've been better. When the irony is that I've never been better than right now. We bought, we own a home, which is something that I truly never thought was going to happen. I probably would have just been happy in a windowless basement in New York or Brooklyn <laughs> for the next for 40 years. Yeah. Uh, no, no retirement or anything like that. And... So I'd be more likely to answer that question like that right now when there have been plenty other times in my life when I should have said that. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just this comparison of like my life now and how is filled with wants and like not negatives, but like just being like, oh, I need this. I want this. I want to work for this. I'm behind on this. Uh, Now that we have this, we need this and stuff like that. Whereas 10 years ago, you know, Melissa and I have been together uh, a little over six years. So pre-Melissa, just being kind of failing through college, the third or fourth college I attended, I don't know which one it was, um, and just bartending enough to make rent, but then also have enough to go out and get hammered, you know? Yeah. And, like life was so much simpler, do you feel yeah. like? A simple word that you'd use? I would use simple, but I know that it wasn't simpler. It was yeah. it was me ignoring a lot of things, right? Yeah. And I think we a, a lot of us do that, which is you know a lot of people. And I use school as that, but the, but I didn't graduate. But like people can use just 
things to distract themselves, right? right. And so, yeah. So I, w- I would just, 10 years ago versus right now, I should have been answering that question. I've been better 10 years ago, but I'm more, uh, like, ironically, I'm more apt to answer l- like that right now yeah. in my life when I, and I, when I should be the happiest. And I am very happy right. with everything that I have. You know, I was just like this introspective moment, I guess. Yeah, which yeah. I think is so interesting because... For the, anyone who's listened to this a couple episodes on this podcast or gets the gist of what we talk about, we usually don't hear that side of it, right? Mm. This this vulnerability that Jordan's willing to say, you know, I, I'm i actually confronting this reality that 10 years ago I should have been telling people I've been better because yeah. my life was clearly a mess. Like if you yeah. compare the <laughs> yeah. two, yeah. but that's what we're doing, right? Is you're comparing the two mm-hmm. and now looking at your life, you know, I'd probably be more honest with myself now yeah. and be more willing to talk about that now when before I was just running constantly. Right. Yeah. Running is a good, I think that's the best uh, description of it. It's You're literally just running. You're, you're yeah. running from one thing to another, you're running from things, you know, running to something else to distract you and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Did you have a lot of invincibility or sense of invincibility as a young 20 something that like life was never going to catch up with you? Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny, uh, I think it's ironic that you, I, I used to like, I would say yes to answer your question. Um, but it was like a self-aware, you know, type of invincibility. It's like, even in the moment, yeah, I'm thinking very specifically to a time if I could like lay it out, mm-hmm. describe it if this were an audiobook and I was the narrator. Um, <laughs> uh, I was in Charlotte and I had moved, I had to move to Charlotte because I um, was so behind on my rent that I almost got evicted. And I was living in Greenville. I went to ECU for a year, got failed out, but still lived in Greenville for a year. Um, and this is three years out of high school. So I went to community college in Jacksonville, then transferred for my high school sweetheart. The second year of college, failed out. She broke up with me and then lived in Greenville for a year and was just hanging out. And I was so behind, not making, like, not paying rent and stuff that my dad had to bail me out. And, and then he was like, here's the, here's the thing. I'm going to help you with this because I see that you need help, but we're going to try and fix some real life stuff. So you're going to move to you're Charlotte. Come, you're like yeah. coming closer to us. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I'd never, I grew up with my mom and stepdad and I never lived with my dad. And okay. so my dad was like, you're going to come to Charlotte, which I'd never lived in. Wow. Um, so that was like 2010, 2011 ish. And so I was like, you know, working and going to community college again. And so, so this is, the time frame that I'm thinking about. Um, and I apologize. I was ta- I was setting that up and I forgot the question that you asked. That's okay. I can relay you. So we, it sounds like your dad was noticing that you were in trouble. He came, come, kind of rescues you. Mm-hmm. And you, we were talking about how it felt like you were um, invincible. Invincible. Yes. So in that moment, so that's the setting. Yeah. I apologize. Um, that's the setting. And it's not that I felt like I was invincible. Um, like per se, per se, yeah. But I was just like just ignorant, you know, which is almost a form of fake invincibility. Well, it's also I guess. like immaturity, right? Yeah, like we, yeah, absolutely. Especially too, and you don't have to go down this road per, necessarily to talk about this. But if you had never been held accountable for things in your life mm-hmm, as a young person, mm-hmm. or been held to certain standards without having to pay the consequences for that it's reasonable that yeah. your sense of invincibility is ignorant because yeah. you that's what you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And i and it's funny, too, that you bring up invincibility because like, I even remember early on when I started comedy in um, in Charlotte, I used to have a joke about like, oh, you're not going to, like, adults are always like, you're not, you're not going to be young forever and stuff. And I was like working on a joke that wasn't great and it's not going to land right now. It's not that funny. This is why it never made it into my act. <laughs> 
But it's like, it's not that I felt like I was invincible. It's just like, I never anticipated that like I would wake up and my elbow randomly hurts, you know, just like little stuff like that. But then I think that's what we were talking about downstairs. It's just like the, the floodgates start to open and adulthood starts to creep in, you know? And it's, yeah, it's like today it's like, oh, my hip hurts. And then tomorrow it's like, oh, I really should have started 10 years ago putting money into my IRA. Yeah, you it know? slaps like, you in the face, does, right? You yeah. wake up and you're like, oh my God, it's the, it's the thievery of adulthood. It's the thievery of adulthood, yes. Yeah. yeah. The name of the, po- the episode. Well, um, it, it, comes really... and it catches you out of nowhere sometimes, yeah, yeah. right? Like you said, you've been running, 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 comedy, bartending, being young. You went to New York, which again is a totally different lifestyle for yeah, so many yeah. people. Com- you don't live the way you live in New York that you do in Raleigh, North Carolina. No way. No. no. Yeah. It's a totally different world. And it was also a very formative time for not just me, but us, because Melissa and I had been together a year. She moved in with me the weekend of our year anniversary. And then three months later, we moved to New York. Um, so, and we moved up. It sounds like Josh and I, we started dating for... We were dating for six months and then the pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our whole life was like, okay, I guess yeah, we live together guess, now. Yeah. 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 And I'm, a, I think people like kind of balk at that stuff sometimes. I mean, I'm, I, I would say I'm more like I grew up in religious communities and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so we all know about like, oh, they got married at 18 because they were trying to have sex or whatever it is. Right, and like you that, couldn't have sex yeah. before marriage. And that aspect of it, I'm like, that's a mistake. But like you hearing that about you and Josh or like me and Melissa and stuff, it's like, no, we're all adults. Like we knew what we were doing. Yeah. We, yeah. You, you know what you're doing. And yeah. it's like a lot of times that those type of things breed like really a lot of great opportunities, you know, yeah. and like really positive things. So when we moved to New York, um, not only are you diff- like dealing with a different lifestyle, but you're also having to like, our relationship, these are formative years for our relationship, right. you know? And then, so she, Melissa is an adult. She's got a full-time job. I was planning on just moving to New York and bartending yeah. um, and lucked into a paid intern, like a full-time paid internship. And so then there's that, like I'm transitioning careers. Our relationship is, these are formative years for our relationship. It's a brand new city. It's like one of the hardest cities to live in, in the world, you know, and yeah. all this, all these things coming together. Um, when you're actually being held accountable to different yeah. standards, right? Because as you said, bartending and comedy has some standards you have to be held accountable for, but it's a little yeah. more freeing yeah. for what yeah, you yeah. do, right? You're kind of your own boss right. in a way. And so now you have an internship and yeah. you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's like my first like white collar type job, yeah. you know, where uh, you're, you know, you're, you're accountable to like the, the being on time and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And so it sounds like with glitter and gold, you kind of got to live that, lifestyle in new york then y'all came down here didn't get to go back because of the pandemic you move here you go to wilmington then you come to raleigh and like peter pan syndrome has kind of started to wear (laughs) away right like okay now i actually have to start being this adult thing Mm -hmm. that i didn't ever realize this is what it was going to end up being like well maybe let me take that back you did realize you just said you you had a self-awareness of what adulthood was right you just didn't think it was going to be you i was just i was just um, on purpose ignoring it. You know, it's like I can, I don't want to deal with it and therefore I'm not going to deal with it. Yeah. But accountability is a good word too because like you, the longer Melissa and I are together or we're together, the more you're accountable to this other person. She, she, she wasn't wild about going to New York. She was, she was super gung-ho about leaving Charlotte as I was. And so she was just like, well, when you go, what happens to us? And I was like, well, you're coming with me. 
Um, and then, so you have this person too, that's sacrificed a lot of things. So you then the accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, like I mean, slowly crept into your life without yeah, you even realizing. Yes, it. absolutely. And, and calling it like the thievery of adulthood. Um, it's almost not even that it's almost like you stealing, like adulthood's not stealing from you. You're stealing from adulthood, yes. you know, like it's, it's yeah. And I just, cause like, you're like shirking responsibilities and i say you but i just like the um, collective yeah you. the collective you the really it's me like <laughs> no me not yeah, you me, yeah. um so it's like yeah i think it's the theory of adulthood but really you're you're stealing from adulthood like life continues on whether you want it to or not you know so mm-hmm. yeah and know. so what are you realizing now with as you were saying owning a home you know now you're you have a full-time job and yes. you do comedy yeah, yeah. Yeah, what are all these pieces that are starting to set in for you that it sounds like your awareness is even greater of, oh shit, I should have started a 401k 10 years ago because I do want to retire. Yeah, I'm going to need to retire one day. Whereas when I started comedy, you're like, I am God's gift to the world. I'm going to be the next George Carlin. I'm going to be famous. Or Dave Chappelle, but white, you know, and (laughs) I'm going to be famous. You're like, I'm not going to need a retirement account. And then, you know, a lot of, I it the idea of like having to make sacrifices and having to make concessions is something that's like explored in movies. Just like an artist, um, so I don't know if you saw Soul, did you see Soul? Oh, it's it was so good, and that's the example that's popping in my mind. The other one being La La Land too, yes. where you're an artist or a creator having to make concessions for their life and themselves and stuff, and those things pop in, and you're constantly having to make concessions is the wrong word because you're really just having to just if you are a healthy human being, you should be on the side of responsibility, like owning up to your responsibilities mm-hmm. and stuff. So like. You know, I start comedy and I'm like, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to move to New York and I'm just going to pop off and I'm going to be in movies and all this stuff. It's going to be great. And then it doesn't happen year after year. And you're like, oh, actually, this is a few people can pop off. Those chosen few that the world and Hollywood collectively are like, oh, we're plucking you. And whether you're ready or not, um, you just have fame written all over you. And the rest of everybody else is like a very blue collar type, like, you're going to spend a lot of years working on this. And, it's during that time that I was like, oh, I can't afford to keep neglecting everything else in favor of this thing that we're pursuing, you know? And also, I would say it's very much uh, being married to and dating uh, a person that is far more responsible than you are <laughs> dragging you into adulthood. That's a, a lot of what it is. Like, I didn't care about buying a home. And then, like, you know, I, nobody really thinks about it. You're like, I'm just going to rent forever. Or, like, yeah. I'm going to live in New York forever. And then Melissa's like, I want nice things, you know? She's <laughs> like, I would like to own things that yes. I don't have to truck around to every yeah. rental house yeah. we go to. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm tired of trucking things around, too. Like, I want a home. I want to spend more than $200 on an Ikea couch, you know, on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. I want nice things. I remember she said that exact thing to me. Like, we moved into an apartment in... Uh, in Astoria, which was like, I, it was a, such a good apartment. We were really, we, it was like our long-term New York apartment yeah. and we moved in and, or we'd signed the lease and stuff. We were waiting to move in. She was like, how are you with money right now? And, uh, or how are you on money? Cause I want nice things. And she said it explicitly <laughs> out loud. She was like, I want to get a new couch. I want a new TV. I want this, this, and this. And it's not, I, I hope it doesn't sound bad, but it's just yeah. like when we moved to New York, 
I couldn't aff- she could have afforded to live on her own, but I was I could not. Yeah. So we moved into a three bedroom apartment with at the time three other people, wow. another couple and a and a guy, and we moved into one of the smaller bedrooms. Whoa. So at the peak there were five of us. Yeah. So and she was like living in condos and had her own stuff. So she made real sacrifices. And then so really the accountability uh You're I think, like, oh I can't. I can't yeah. have both. I can't have both. I can't continue yeah, to live my yeah. life on fringe. Probably you and I are throwing these words out there. And we're like, I don't know if those are right, but we're going to make them right. Yeah. <laughs> like the fringes of adulthood, right? Like I'm going to live here. Yeah. I'm going to dabble in adulthood. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then Melissa's like, nobody, if you yeah. want us to work, like yeah. you're going to get your shit together yeah. Yeah. because I would like a nice couch. I would, I want a nice that couch. That a cat hasn't peed on before. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I want a mattress that I'm positive doesn't have bed bugs, you know, like <laughs> came from the factory. Yeah. Came from yes. the factory. came from Amazon, you know, right. rolled out. I want to unroll it. Yeah. And I, I, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm lamenting all these things. It's just like, I don't know. I like, again, I'm in the best place I've ever been in my life. And, um, uh, just thinking, yeah, just comparing the two, it's just like, oh, I really was so blind to my own whatever before. Yeah. 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 And Station th- in life. Yeah. Do you feel like the last, you know, basically almost two years, we're in January of 2022. It's about to have been two years since COVID really took over the mm-hmm. U.S. So maybe a year and a half. Has that, have you become even more self-aware of that reality of, oh, now I'm in adulthood. I'm no longer dabbling in the fringes. I'm in it. I think that I still kind of feel like a child playing adult. Yeah. You know, I hear that a lot. I just like that imposter syndrome. Yes. You know, um, and I would, I don't want to assume that everybody else feels like that, but I think a lot of people probably feel that. 100%. People are probably like screaming at you. Yeah. 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 Right now. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, because they also don't, they don't, you and I could talk about this all day, which I'm actually really grateful you chose to bring this up because this isn't you being ungrateful or lamenting. This is you being very honest about Mm -hmm. the fact that I don't know that many people would be willing to say that, that, yeah, I think back to my college years all the time where I wasn't responsible. I was paying $450 in rent. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about, I was, I worked two part-time jobs. I nannied and then I was a Bud Light girl for a period of time in college. (laughs) I know two very conflicting career fields. And then I worked at the gym during my undergrad yeah, at state, yeah, yeah. right? I was making like ten dollars an hour. I know, living I know. my best yeah. life. I and I like I remember I was hanging out with a friend the other day who and we were exchanging stories about I don't know if you know Chris, the English guy. Yes. He was telling me a story about him. He just I just he had like two hundred dollars to his name and him and his friend he was living in the UK and he just like, Oh, I'm gonna go to Croatia for this music festival. They ran out of money halfway through. Oh I God. did the same thing, like I was in Charlotte. I had a bunch of friends, two like two like two to four very close friends. Two of them were from Ecuador, and two of them for were from El Salvador. And then one year, we actually the me and two other guy friends went and visited our two friends from El Salvador. I ran out of money halfway through. You know, like I had to, my friend had to let me borrow money. I had to keep a tab open. You know, this is halfway through. It was a week into a two week trip. It's like, so how it's did like, you? Yeah. How did we do that? How did but, we get away with that? And the idea of doing that now, I think, would stress me out. You <laughs> it's know? stressing like, me out hearing about yeah. it. I'm like, I would have lost my mind. Yeah. So, like, you say ten thousand dollars in savings. I'm just like, I want to, you know, pat you on the back. Oh, I don't I'm, have I, that now. Oh yeah. It's all gone <laughs> the, to the I, government for yeah. my student loans. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, I had maybe ten dollars in my account. You know, so 
Yeah. It's just then like even just hearing the things that we like thought we could write that ignorance, that willful willful ignorance mm-hmm. of like, I know that that's coming, but I'm gonna run from it. Yeah. And it's funny that this kind of comes full circle, not to make this about me. But you know, I so I turn thirty next month, which is a big deal for me. And I agree with you. Everything you said before about like I'm the happiest I think I've ever been. I have right. all these things that I love. I get to live with my super supportive partner. I have this podcast, I have an amazing job that mm-hmm. I get to do things with. I love my friends, I love living in Raleigh. And then there are times where I'm like, oh my God, like money is so stressful. Being an adult is so stressful. I have 1,200 doctor's appointments I have to go to. Mm -hmm. Like what has happened to me in the last five years of my life? Yeah. I mean, I would say like if we had to give it one answer, it definitely, you just become accountable to something more than yourself. Yeah. You know, you're accountable to your partner. You're accountable. Actually, honestly, doctor's appointments, you are being accountable to yourself, (laughs) but in a way that you've never done before. You know, I'm being accountable to my body and my health, my mental and physical health and stuff like that. So accountability, I think, is is definitely hand in hand with adulthood, you know? And I almost hate... I like I like doing comedy. Like everything in my life is so much about like oh I need to be different. I need to be unique. I want to make you sure gotta that stand out. I got to stand out. And so even just talking about this of like oh wow adulthood really does come around you know and like <laughs> I, like it's like no shit it, yeah no shit I should know you know and. And maybe that's why, like, coming of age movies are so, are, they're always so poignant, you know, especially yeah. the good ones are like, they, people identify with them so much. Cause it's not that it's, is it, I, I don't even know. I don't want to say definitively. It's not that it's not invincibility or I think that I'm invincible. It's just that you, I don't know. There's a, there is a point where like the door opens and you're just like, oh, it's cold outside, you know? Like, <laughs> it's like oh, that simple. Well, like, this is it. Everything is waiting. Like, I've just been stuck in my house, but all of these things are still waiting for me. Yeah. Uh, in adulthood, whether I'm ready for them or not. But yep. at some point, you just have to leave the house, you know? Yeah. You just yeah. go. You I just love go. that. Ready or not, yeah. it's time to go. Yeah. It's going to find you whether you're ready or not. Right. The yeah. windows are going to get cold. You, uh, the draft's going to come in or so, yep. you know, it's just going to find you. Yeah. 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 You just mentioned things like doctor's appointments and being accountable to your body and taking care of yourself in this way. So it sounds like five, 10 years ago, you didn't really do any of that. No. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing now? Like you said today, you know, you probably answer the question of how, how are you? I've been better more honestly, but how are you really today? Um, I've been better. No, um, I, I feel really good. I actually feel like I, I think this is a question you're, you're, that you asked ahead of time, but I have always prioritized, I don't know if it's mental health or if it's just myself over everything. So if I've just lived a very selfish life um is that mental health i don't know um well there's probably parts of it that are i don't know that they're separate from each other so i've always prioritized prioritized that for myself being happy Mm -hmm. finding good moments to live in uh and then trying to replicate those happy good moments which uh it it could be anything you know whether it's a good time with friends or comedy or travel or drinking or whatever it is so i haven't always prioritized I keep adding another tatized I keep wanting to call it prioritized prioritized so I haven't always um, I've never prioritized uh, physical health or 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 even emotional health you know yeah Um, although I guess trying to pursue happiness could be a little bit of all of it yeah yeah. but there could be some but it wasn't very intentional 
wasn't intentional yeah. and it probably wasn't a very like pursuing happiness it can be done and not that's a great ways. way. Yeah, what'd you tell me downstairs? You were like, I don't know. I woke up and I'm like, I kind of have a drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like as an adult, I've realized that I probably have a little bit of a drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. It was just that thing of where it's like, you know, you're like, adulthood's going to find you. Like your life's going to continue, no matter what life continues. And you are going to face realities about yourself, whether you like them or not. And it, yeah, over the, recently, you know, I it's just been like, Oh, I've been prioritizing happiness, and it just so happens that it, I, in my mind, I'm always happy when I'm drinking. Mm. And then ten years later, you're 33, and you're like, "Oh no, actually, I've got kind of a drinking problem." You know? Oh no, yeah, all these things that I thought I was doing for good, yeah, right, good intentions, yeah. have backfired on right, me now. Right? Yeah. So I have not, I've definitely not prioritized like physical health at all. But I'm do, I feel like I'm doing a much better job of. Yeah, that. you play soccer, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm playing soccer like I don't know, like four or five times a week. That's great. And, and I'm like, just now I've started going to the gym. I've never been into weightlifting. It's something I lament about not doing more in high school. Even though I wrestled and was like on the football team and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd done that more. Like, had a better base and all of that. Well, how would you have? I mean, again, if you didn't yeah. have someone telling you to do it, you're not just going to go choose to do right, that. Right. Right. And I, but I, it's that drive. I think to like push yourself. It's like the internal force to drive you to be better is always going to be stronger than an external force. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that until very recent in the last couple of years. And I think it's I, like, it was a little bit doing comedy and like just f- getting a little bit better at it and then wanting to push myself to keep getting better at it. And then it becomes this maniacal obsession to be like, well, I want to be the best, mm-hmm. whether it's the best in Raleigh or the best in North Carolina, a little well, bit of competition. Yeah. Right? Little bit of, yeah internal yeah. competition uh-huh. um, and all of this stuff. But then also recently it's been like, Oh, physically I want to be better to like live longer. Like I'm dealing with health issues. Like, you know, like I've been just a thick boy, you know, most of my (laughs) life. And like, I want to slim up and, you know, I'm diabetes runs in my family. So it's like these weird, these weird things. They're not even weird, but it's just like other things that you need to be accountable for, I guess. You you can't run from anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to be able to. I'd oh, like to too. run more, you know? Oh, yeah, like actually run, uh, Like run. physically run more, yeah, but I, yeah, I'm not a runner. Not in my state, yeah. No, Josh is a sprinter. He will do sprints. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm, out, I'm out. Yeah. I would sprint more than I would run, though. I think that's why I play, I do play a lot of soccer, um, and that's why. It's because I have to trick myself into running. Yep. And I, as long as like something else is going on, I can run, but just running. Just to run for the sake yeah. of running. I tried it. I've been going to the Y a bunch. And I tried treadmill running and I just can't do it. I'm with you. Yeah. You're not alone. Just it's, staring at a wall mm-hmm. the whole time, you know? Yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. outie. So we're playing sports, playing soccer, wanting to get back to the gym. Mm-hmm. What else do you feel like you've done to start maybe taking more intentional care of yourself? Definitely diet. I mean, it's even still terrible. Um, well, is it food? You're not eating things that aren't food, right? Right. Yeah. So that's good. I don't have pica. Um, that's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I've, I've always actually, and I, I was just talking to Melissa about this this morning. She was just like, hey, she, and, and this is a very vulnerable thing, but in, in, she was like, hey, we, I think we need to talk about your drinking. Like, mm. and I was, you know, it's, it's hard to hear things about, yourself, you know, but I appreciate her as a partner where she's like, I need to talk to him about this. And binging is definitely like, it's an issue that a lot of people have with or have 
issues with or trouble with. But it's like food, alcohol, they're very similar types of binging. You know, it's just like, I'm eating this because it makes me feel good, so I'm going to eat a bunch of it. Yep. I'm drinking this because it makes me feel good, and I'm going to drink a bunch of it until it's not good for you anymore, you yep. know? so Well, knowing your limits, right? Yeah. That idea that that binging is all because, like you said, we want that feeling, mm-hmm. and we don't know when to listen to ourselves that that feeling isn't even happening anymore. Yeah. We just yeah. keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I actually talking about all of this because we're we've moved on a bit from like the kind of the beginning of like it I'm doing better now than I ever have in my life. But it's because those other things I'm trying to think it's like those external things are now so much in order mm-hmm. in my life. Bills are paid uh and all that stuff. It those thing those external things that I've always neglected in addition to the internal things that I've always neglected, now that those external things are kind of in order, now you're faced with like, okay, what's what's next? What's the next project? And then the next project is like, maybe it's me, you know? It's you. Yeah. Like I've been thinking about going to, I don't go to therapy. I've been thinking about going to therapy, even if it's just like a lot of my friends do it on the, on the phone and stuff like that. Um, and so it just, it just, it's, it's funny. Cause as we're talking, I'm just like, Oh, I, I've, I have been better, you know, and I, like me, I don't know, like the, there's the external stuff and then the internal stuff that like internally now I'm faced with like mm. trying to eat better, mm-hmm. trying to work out more, um, trying to cut back on like some very unhealthy habits of like binge eating, binge drinking, stuff like that, you know, so you're faced with like, you, you, you just move on to the next kind of negative aspect and try and like, well, let me tweak some stuff and try and get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I love that you shared all that, and I appreciate you bringing it all around. And I heard you say something that made me think about when you had said before that you're you were living more for yourself mm-hmm. for a lot of this young adulthood yeah. part of your life, and then it became no longer just about you. Yeah, and so now you're having to think about things bigger than yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. which means, like you said, now it maybe doesn't feel like things are great, even though they are, because you're actually having to. Okay, the next project is I got to work on me. Yeah, I've been running, living life on the edge yeah literally two hundred dollars to two hundred dollars yeah and now all that other stuff's out of the way i like the chaos is gone right i've cleared mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. you're like oh shit there's me in the mirror yeah yeah now i gotta deal with that i gotta deal with that yeah and i maybe it's also too that you're like we're talking about accountability you're accountable to right. somebody other than yourself and so therefore it's like very you know there's the i don't know if it's the impact empathy of it too where it's like not only are you carrying your own feelings and cares and desires and wants and needs you're also carrying somebody else's and you're accountable to those because you're a direct influence and partly responsible for those for somebody else too so it's a big awakening yeah yeah absolutely and a big undertaking right it's a choice you have to make every day yeah 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 so you said you're doing good today i'm doing good today yeah yeah i'm doing good i'm doing great overall Life life is really good, you know? You got a lot of stuff you want to work on. Yeah, yeah. I th- And they're not even, I, whether it's a lot or big stuff or little stuff or whatever, I think it's just some stuff and then I'm working on it. Yeah. Um, And I, like nothing will ever be done, no. you know? No, my God, no. Yeah, yeah. Have you lived in a house for long enough? It doesn't <laughs> matter how many times you clean the kitchen, you got to clean the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, that's a great, that's a good analogy. Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. It never ends. And I don't clean up. I don't help clean up enough. <laughs> Not at all. I know plenty of people that could relate to that. I'm like an overachiever when it comes to cleaning. Yeah. It's my stress relief. 
I think for Melissa as well. Yeah. I wonder if it is. I I am always hesitant to make like. Well, some of it's sexism, for sure. It is conditioned into us to clean. That's what I was going to... For sure. Yeah. But then it's sort of like, well, but do you want to give it up? And if they don't want to give it up, then I think if you offer to help, that's fantastic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all, but we're, we're, we're a two income household. We both have full-time jobs. Yep. So it'd be different if one of us was not working and then the expectation is there and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd kick you out. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. 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 Jordan, give us some words that you choose to live by. I have this quote penned um, to the top of my notes, um, and it was so. It's something that I uh, well, the, I'll just tell you the quote. Uh, the, it's it's super simple. I came up with it. It's not particularly profound, but it just <laughs> says, "Be an idiot that is happy with the now," and I did that. Um, I run, the, the irony is that that that's a person I was 10 years ago, um, just being happy and in the moment, but there was a moment like a year or two ago, the other pain point about leaving New York is that I felt like I was finally getting my footing comedically. Yeah. Um, and then also career wise, like I, I'm still working the same job that I was working when we left New York and, uh, I, it was just like a year or two into that and things were going super well, but comedy wise, I really found like I was getting my footing and I was starting to become the comedian that I knew that I could become. Mm -hmm. And so the, the realization and like the actualization or whatever of, of becoming that was like very motivating to me. You could see it. Yeah. You could see it. You could kind of, it was like somewhat tangible. Um, and then, so there's like justice in life. There were always things comedy wise that I was working on and, um, trying to identify with. And my favorite comedians are ones that seem very in the moment and very present. Um, and that was something that I wanted to work on. And it was, it was something that like, I also applied to my life. So it was like, I, I don't know if I necessarily deal with insecurity, but I am quick to like second guess myself. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, stop second guessing yourself and just like kind of be here right now and, and see, just see, get a read on the room before you make a judgment about the room, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and it was a thing that, that was happening on, on stage where I would get on and I would immediately be like kind of very self-aware in a bad way. I was just like, do you guys hate me? You know? And it's like, will you... Jordan, you actually haven't said a joke yet. So, what are people going to laugh at if you haven't said anything? So right. it was. It, it came from that, but it's it's something that has like really, uh, I it not even really helped me. It's just helped me a little bit, and that was enough, you know. But yeah. just be an idiot that's happy with the now. Yeah, and you get to go a, back to it. It sounds like it keeps resurfacing. Yes, it's right? pinned at the top of my notes. Yeah, and uh, so anytime I open a note to like write down a new joke idea or, or, or anything. It's, it's just front and present and center. Yeah. I love that. And as you said, at different times in your life, it had to held different meanings, yeah, but it's still yeah. the same message. It's kind of, yeah. And it's only a couple of years old, but I just remember getting off stage and one of my best friends, I mean, everybody knows Spencer, but another really good friend of mine, Sam Evans, who's a comic in New York. He was just like, you know, you you would have, do these shows, and then you guys have a long train ride together home or to a, a restaurant or whatever. And he would just, you know, be like, "Hey, you just need to like kind of." Okay, he just gave me some good advice, and like that was the thing that popped into my ma- mind from me. You know, where I was like, "Oh, I just need to chill out and just be here right now." You yeah. know, yeah, yep. Because sometimes having those other thoughts of, "Oh my gosh, do these people hate me?" Mm. You can unintentionally influence the outcome. 
yeah of that moment for you yeah and so just letting it be whatever it is is going to happen and you just enjoy it yes i yeah. love that too because it's like life is going to happen so just you know it's going to happen to you yeah. whether you want it to or not so just be okay with that right and and just you know have a toolbox of ways that you can respond better absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah do you want to give us any teasers of your comedy? And then you have to plug yourself at the end of this. I have to plug myself? Um, I mean, I can plug you too. But we're going to make you plug yourself. Okay. Um, no teasers. All I right. That means yeah. y'all have to go find Jordan. I don't, I don't want to... I, f- I feel like we had a good... I, I, I feel... Um, what do I feel? I feel... It feels insincere. Because we love had a that. good conversation and I don't want to sully it with comedy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I do. But if you do, I mean, I'd be happy to plug it. We're doing a show. You know, the well, this comes out in two weeks, right? Yeah. So, so this will be out at the end of January. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, like Spencer and I are doing this Neptune's comedy thing together, just doing shows once a month. Um, hopefully from now on at the poor house, which we're very excited about. It's Yay. a great venue. Um, and then, yeah, just Jordan Scott Huggins.com. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Jordan, Thank you for feeling like you could talk about something that I think, you know, when you initially had said it, you're like, I don't really know like how this is going to go to talk about this because it can seem just ungrateful for me to be talking about it like this. But I think you open the door to a conversation that we need to be having more of is, you know, dealing with the realities of what it means to come into your adulthood in this Mm -hmm. world that we live in and to be okay with that you maybe don't always feel okay when you have all these things that you want and yeah. you're happy with, but sometimes you don't feel great about it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I do feel this. I mean, this has been great. This has been wonderful. Um, I think it's just coming to terms with maybe also like, Oh, I've been very selfish and it's mm. coming to my personally for me, my journey into adulthood has been like, facing that selfishness and being Mm -hmm. like, hey, you are accountable to something larger than yourself, you know, whether it's, you know, your house or your wife or your partnership and stuff like that. It's just kind of, for me personally, it's been dealing with, I think, oh, I am a kind of a selfish person. Yeah. 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 And how do you reckon with that, with the message of what you've been saying this whole time is that life continues to go on? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how do you do that while also living your life? Yeah, I don't. I mean, if I knew, I, I you'd be the millionaire, yeah, be, and the famous person that we all want you to be. Yeah, <laughs> thank truly, you. Jordan. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. so glad that we got to have you on, y'all. Please go listen to Bopper Flop. It's available on every podcasting source that you can find. So Apple, Spotify, Pandora, Google. I could sit here and name the 20 of them off. Mm-hmm. They also have a website. It's just bopperflop.com. Yeah, just bopperflop.com. Perfect. They also yeah. have a Patreon. They have merch if you want to check them out. Uh, but yes, thank you, Jordan, so much. And you know, please give Melissa my love. And Absolutely. You know, I'm excited to see what this next year holds for all of us. Oh, me too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks to you. Thanks to Josh. Hey, yes. and then uh, go like, rate, and subscribe to our podcast, everybody. If you're listening right now, Give them five stars, dudes. Yeah, we'd love that. Yeah. Only five stars. Anything less, I'm like, just get out of here. Anything less, and you can just text Susan and just be like, hey, this is my issue. Yeah. I may or may not fix it. Right. Absolutely. Great. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you. Take care of yourself today and always be on today. Thanks. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts and follow us on social media at I've been better dot pod.